Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome to the Keeping It 100 radio segment, Empowered Voices. I'm Valeria Garcia, certified health coach, type 1 diabetic, women's wellness coach and mentor inside Needles and Spoons, and alumni of our signature program, Keeping It 100. Inside this segment, I hold space and interview individuals, leaders, and supporters from the T1D community to share their story, journey, experiences, and wisdom to empower, inspire, and share their light. To find these conversations live, join us inside the T1D Judgment-Free Zone Facebook group. Welcome, Mark. Hello, happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, we're so excited. So some of you guys may know me. I'm Val from Needles and Spoons. I'm the community manager, so I'm mostly running the Facebook page. Um, So today we're going to have Mark talking about his journey with type 1 diabetes, his life, what inspired him to start type 1 wellness. So I'm super excited to learn all of this too. So here we go. All right, Mark. So if you want to give a little intro of who you are, what you do, where you live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Mark Ricardo. Um, I, I'm, I currently live in New York. I am uh, an elementary school teacher. Um, I'm actually in school right now to get my uh, degree in administration. So hopefully within the next couple of years, I'll be an assistant principal or principal somewhere. Oh, that's um, exciting. Good for you. Thanks. Um, I live home with my wife and my and our son, Angelo. Uh, he turns two, actually, on Friday. Wow. Uh, so I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 13 years old, so 2003. Um, so it's been about 18 years. And, you know, my story is not, I don't think it's anything super unique. I was... Um, I was a seventh grader, I want to say. And um, the biggest thing I remember was my health teacher was um, talking a lot in class about a former student that she had that was uh, experiencing exact same symptoms as I was. So thirst and losing weight, uh, going to the bathroom all the time. And I remember sitting in class and I was just like stunned because um, she was pretty much describing me like word for word verbatim. And, um, I remember <clears throat> staying in class one day after she was telling the story and I was just, and I just broke down in tears and started crying. And I told her, I was like, Oh my God, like that's me, I think. So went home, went to the doctor and that was kind of the beginning of, of this, of this new journey. Wow. So your teacher just happened to be talking about that student, like to the whole class or something. Oh my gosh. How long had you been feeling those symptoms? So this was, so I was diagnosed in October. And so I remember that, that summer having a lot of the symptoms. So, you know, when I went into the hospital, my number was only like, I think it was like 650. Only 650. I'm like, that's still high. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, it's still super high, but you know, comparing to, I think some other people that, you know, I've talked to. and, and Yeah. Mine was like almost at a thousand. It was like nine. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how I was walking to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely nuts. Um, so like I wasn't close to like DK or, or anything like that, but I was definitely having, you know, those symptoms the whole summer. And 
it's it's really interesting because uh, I don't think a lot of people realize this is that it's very very gradual. So you don't really, I mean, you you, you can't really tell it unless uh, unless you're looking, you know, back in, in retrospect and thinking, oh my gosh, I was so sick, and you had, oh, yeah. and you had no idea. But in the moment, this is it's just like, you know, eh. yeah. I feel like it's so easy to make excuses for like what you're feeling. I remember yeah. being like, oh, I'm thirsty because I live in Costa Rica or like, oh, you know, I'm going pee a lot because I'm drinking a lot of water because it's hot. Like I was just like so easily like making all these excuses or like I'm really tired or losing weight because I'm riding my bike everywhere. Like it's so easy to like dismiss. Yeah. Especially. Re- yeah. It's gradual. And I remember thinking back and so like sitting, in, you know, in middle school, you had to like the block schedule. I remember going from class to class and I was so tired and so drained. Like I couldn't, couldn't keep my head. Like, I just remember just thinking back and like, wow, you know, um, I couldn't believe I I couldn't tell that something was wrong, but if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, you don't. And that's like such a interesting age because you're like newly a teenager. So I think we at that age I feel like it's like we want to be like everyone else so to be different is like a big thing to swallow at like that age um yeah and like having to embrace it at that age is it's very difficult and so how was that with like your family at that time were they like you got to figure this out were they like hand-holding you like how was that in the family I have I've always had a really supportive um family My, my parents have always um been you know my number one team my number one fan club and so you know, when I had to make diet changes and lifestyle changes, they made them along with me. And, um, you know, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without, without my family. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I advocate and it's easy, much easier said than done, but whether it's family or friends or significant others or whatever, I always advocate for everyone to, to find that support and like to find, find that person or those people who can be your go-to because, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with this, people deal with this disease every single second of every day and it doesn't go away. And so sometimes you need people to lean on Oh yeah. So when, you, when you have those tough days, but uh, you know, most of the things that I learned, like all the carb counting and the diet and this and that, a lot of that was, was because of the, the help that I got. That's awesome. Yeah, I I like that you said your family did the diet changes with you. So did mine. Yeah, (laughs) it was like really cool. I feel like our entire like pantry and the way we looked at food, like everything changed. I feel like my family was like looking at more like how can we be holistic? How can we add in whole foods? It was like very, it was like a really awesome transition. I think for like overall health in the family. So I love that you had that. And you're right, having someone in your corner all the time is important because it's such like a every second day-to-day movement to movement thought to thought kind of thing and it's not always easy also I was gonna say I love your hat I just like realized it says dad life I was like that's awesome (laughs) that's cool I got Um, it when Angela was born oh that's so cute I love that oh how is how is Angelo like do you like talk to him about your diabetes or like is he interested in like your devices or anything like that so so since Angela's been born I've only been on injections and so, um, you know, so there's not a ton of, of beeping that occurs, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but he is curious. Like, I, you know, I tell him, we tell him that my insulin pen is medicine. And okay. so, 
you know, if I take, if I take a shot, he'll say, Oh, that does medicine or, you know, something like that, or he'll, he'll bring it to me. if I leave it somewhere. So so he's not old enough yet to really understand, but he knows that like, you know, dad, dad has his things that, or like a juice, you know, that, you know, that, that needs juice or things like that. Um, and so he gets it a little bit, but you know, he's not old enough yet to really explain, to, to really understand it, but he's around it. And it's nice that he's familiar with the different stuff. And he knows like, he obviously knows that whatever this is, it's important. So. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dad needs this or a juice. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. Mark, what would you say? So what has been like your personal, like biggest game changer in like your management? You know, it's been like 18 years. I've been a diabetic for five years and I think I can like pinpoint like things that have been big game changers for me. I know support is definitely like one for me. So what's been like a big one for you over the years? So, well, first I would say that, so I started my, my Instagram page in like right after Christmas time. So um, I, I would say one of the first things is being able to learn from all the other people in, in the community that we're in has been huge for me. Um, my most recent A1C is the best that I've ever had in, wow, in 18 years. And I think that I can attribute that a lot to just what I'm learning from just interacting and meeting different people. So I think one game changer is just being open to having conversation and then keeping a flexible, you know, keeping an open mindset Um Whereas, you know, for me personally, I'm always looking for ways to improve and ways to, you know, change my, change my management so that, you know, I can do better. Um, I'm never satisfied with, <laughs> with, what, with what my numbers are, um, which is a, pos- a positive and a, and a negative. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, another thing that's been, that's been big for me and again, this is so much, e- so much easier said than done, but the biggest thing for me has been just owning, owning the disease. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I, when I'm a thir- when you're a 13 year old and you're diagnosed, it's really difficult for you to be proud and bold yeah, yeah. with your pump and your device and your this and your that. But I think that finding like finding a purpose with, with my type one, which is kind of what I feel like I have now a little bit, which is providing outreach and helping others mm-hmm. is it has also benefited me as well because you know I can't help other people if I'm not my best self. And so you know I really it really motivates me to um to want to do better for me and then want to do better for other people. Obviously I want to do better for my family. Um, but you know before I really took it took diabetes you know, the bull by the horns, <laughs> you're, you're shy around it. You're embarrassed. You're afraid to be, to be outgoing with it. And it's hard to really do what you need to be doing all the time. But now I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm proud of my management, proud, you know, of the way that I handle my diabetes and that pride has led to a lot more action. And so I think, again, owning it leads to, you know, that desire and that motivation to continue to do better. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I think, yeah, you're right. Finding that purpose and like how you can kind of blend both, right? Like something that could be scary or like overwhelming, but then embracing it and being like, actually, it gives me purpose because, 
you know, I know you have this community and you've started, you know, type one wellness, which I really want to know, like the inspiration for all of that and like what motivated that. But having that, I think, and giving you purpose is so important because I feel the same way, you know, being a part of needles and spoons, you know, I was a client and now I'm part of the team, but now that I have this like sense of purpose that I can like help other people and like so many other people helped my journey that I just want to continue that because you're right. We have to always learn. There's so many approaches out there. Things are changing. And like, sometimes people have these like golden nuggets of information. I'm like, I had no idea that people do that. I think I just learned recently that you could test like the sugar and like a soda with your meter. I was like, what? I don't personally like soda, but I was like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't know that like those types of things, you know? So it's always fun when we can like share in the community and people. For me, for me, it was pre-bolusing. Nobody ever told like none of my, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nobody ever told me that, but very early on and being in the community, I was reading all these people who were, who were pre-bolusing and, I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes the world of a difference. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so true. I feel like pre-bolusine and like using, I use a pump, but using the extended uh, feature for insulin has helped me so much. And I was always so scared. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, But I agree. Definitely a big game changer. Cause I remember being in Costa Rica when I was diagnosed, they're like, okay, right. When you take your first bite, you put in your insulin. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I did that for the first like three years. I was like, oh, okay. Like right when I'm going to take the bite is when I do it. So Totally big game changer. Are you are now are you on the T Slim? Yeah, are you? I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm oh yeah, sorry, that. sorry. You're on, no, you're okay. on India. But I you because you were saying about the extended route. Now you you're enjoying that. You like that? I do, I do. So yeah, I've been on the pump now. I think it's been like two years. And I will say the first year was like really difficult for me to like really learn how to use it for all the amazing features it has like you know like a phone right you don't use all those crazy features you just like the ones that are comfortable or that you know right so definitely took me some time um but in the last year I started using the extended bolus so and it really helps with you know those meals that are like slower um breaking down so like you know like a heavier carb or something like that or like pizza yeah like the high fat yeah so it really helps because it comes in like right when I need it to um so yeah, I, I like it. I like having the pump, but yeah, I mean, you're attached to something all the time. So like right yeah. before this, like my pump fell on the ground. I was like, oops, it just like slips out of my pocket. Oh, mine would just fall and just be swinging places. Yeah, that is mine. It like swings, catches on the door. I'm like, holy Oh my gosh, the door handle. All the <laughs> that time. happens a lot. Like if I don't have it fully like tucked in my pants, it happens like actually pretty often. And it like People always would be wraps. How often it gets caught on the door handle. Yeah. And it's like a perfect, like always like perfect. Yep. I'm like, oh yep. my, how does it do that? but yeah (laughs) that definitely happens a lot um I feel like yeah sometimes like swing it it, you know it's just like this little thing attached to me (laughs) yeah yeah, it becomes a toy yeah for sure for sure but you know it's been helpful and I like it and I like it for the uh suspended feature so like if I'm heading low it like suspends and I think you know that's been helpful yeah I would say that's the biggest challenge I think of being on injections is that once I take my long-term insulin you know that's in that's in my body so I typically uh, work out first thing in the morning. My, you know, my routine is like 5.30, wake up. I'm, at the, I'm down in my gym by six. So you, typically I don't have much issues, but sometimes if I'm working out in the afternoon, you know, the best thing about the pump was that you could do a temporary basal or whatever half hour before. So, you know, you're starting to come up a little bit before a workout totally. you know, with, with, um, with injections, you can't do that. So that, that's the biggest obstacle, I think, 
but um it's you know it's worked for me so yeah yeah no I get that right now I don't I'm not using my Dexcom because I haven't been able to get another order in but I'm just I'm still using my pump but I'm like uh pricking my finger all day and that's interesting too because now the pump isn't like communicating with the CGM so it's almost like I don't know just different but it's been all right so far Um, Okay, so tell us your biggest inspiration, motivation for starting your Instagram, Facebook group. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, so so I've been teaching now for, I want to say, eight years. And so I've had the pleasure, you know, during my my teaching career to be able to work with a number of students in the schools, um, kids kids who who have type one. And so I've really enjoyed working with the families and helping the kids. And because... Again, and I think it's amazing how even today, unless you've had the disease, it's really difficult to understand the intricacies that, that go along with it. And so I'm always happy to be, you know, that person in the schools along with the nurses and whatever that that's the that's the go-to. And so I've been teaching, I'm teaching home actually this year because of the pandemic. And being home, I've had a little bit more time in my hands. And um I have always wanted to do something a little bit more, you know, than just being a person, a resource. And so I decided to start type one wellness. Um, and the purpose of type one wellness for me has been to, to help provide that bridge between when you go to your endo or your doctor and, you know, they help you with your, with your rate, your numbers, your, your this, your that, and then you get home and I feel like a lot of the time you get home and you're like, okay, now what? Especially for newly diagnosed people. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of the things that we're talking about today aren't things that you would be told at the doctor. You know, it's those, oh, it's those, yeah. those tricks and tips and those little things that make, you know, a huge, huge difference. And so I, um, I wanted to be able to share my story and I wanted to be able to be someone who, you know, Val could call up and say, um, you know, Mark, I, I've had highs all night or, you know, I, um, I'm looking for foods that um, will help me maintain my, you know, my blood sugar overnight because I'm going low or whatever. And obviously I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I don't have that type of training, but I have experience and I just want to be, you know, a resource, a person that people can go to when they feel like, you know, they're at their end or they're just frustrated or they just have questions. And so it's been, I've learned 10 times, 10,000 times more from other people than I've been able to teach um, in my six, seven months that I've had my page. But um, it's exciting to me to just be able to, to make those connections and to have that community and then to be a person, um, for others, you know, I, I have some, I still have some goals as far as what I want to do with the brand. Um, and with the, with the page, I want to, you know, I hopefully want to do some coaching in the future. Um, you know, I want to volunteer my time and provide that provide that time. I've done a little bit of, of one-to-one with some people, but, um, again, really it's all just about wanting to give back and be a resource and share, share my story. Um, because a lot of people, I think, especially those who are newly diagnosed or those who find themselves kind of in ruts, think that like, I can't do it. This can't be done. I can't have diabetes and do blank. 
And I think I want to show people that you can have type one and do whatever you want to do. I love that. Yes, that's awesome. And yeah, I, I mean, all of that resonates. I mean, I know that feeling, you know, too, like where you go to the doctor, they give you some information, but then you come home, you're like, hey, how do I connect all the dots? Because you only oh. talk to me for 10 minutes. Like I have to live with this every second. So and nine I, of those 10 minutes, your head's spinning. Yeah. You're like, what, the, like, what are you talking about? How am I going to do that? I mean, yeah. And the reality is, is like so many things affect that number. It's not just black and white. And, you know, wow. we know that because we live it every day. There's the stress, there's our jobs, you know, how active we are. There's the foods we eat. There's so much that goes into it. The relationships we have, like everything plays a role in there. Um, And I think having spaces like type one wellness are so important because you're right when it's your first year, or even like if you've had diabetes, you're a veteran, you've had it for 10 years, you can get in those ruts where you get frustrated, you get overwhelmed, you might want to give up, but being able to have someone that's almost like a cheerleader that can help with that mindset is like so important. And, you know, as someone who is a coach, I think, and has had coaches before, they are probably like the biggest game changers in my own management. Like I, feel like I needed that to build the confidence that I have now to now help others. Right. We like, when you're a teacher, you're also learning. I'm sure you learn from your students every day, you know, like even if they're younger than you, it's like, we always are learning from just experience in life. So I love, I love this. And I, I I appreciate that you talked about confidence too, because I think that's a lot of what I, what I try to communicate and what I try to, to provide um, is tips and tricks for mindset and, Um, because I think a lot of it is mindset, um, and the way that you approach the disease and the decisions that you make and the way that you feel about yourself and the way that you feel about type one. And so I think, you know, I think that's a lot of my focus is that, that mindfulness and that mindset, um, surrounding type one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think mindset is like number one, right? (laughs) You have to have that even. Yeah. With my own clients, I'm like, do you believe you can heal? Because if you don't believe that it's going to be really difficult to start this healing process, you know? So yeah, we have to have that mindset and they're just like little ways, right. To look at things like, Oh no, this number is bad. Or, Hey, this is just information and a guide for me to know what to do next. And like those little like changes make such a difference. And I have seen those posts that you make with, you know, affirmations and things like that. And it's nice to see because not everyone's talking about that. And, you know, it's easy to put diabetes to the side. So I appreciate reading it. It's helpful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So how can people find your page? Um, I'm probably going to share those in our Facebook group too. So how can they find you? Where's the best place to chat with you, find you, talk to you? Uh Pretty easy to find. So both um, on Instagram and on Facebook, it's just type one with the number one wellness, um, just as it, as it sounds. Uh, (laughs) So that's my, that's my Instagram. And then I have a Facebook group as well. Um, I'm, I would love, you know, I love people joining the Facebook group. It's, it's a small community, um, you know, growing a little bit every day. People ask questions, people post celebrations, people post concerns. And I really, what I really love is the fact that, you know, I no longer like I, I run it, but I don't feel like I have to run it. You know, people po- go in and post and then the community is responding, which I think is, which really is what my wants it. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's I know. You have so much engagement in there. I always like see stuff pop up. I'm like, oh, wow, the cell phone app isn't like working with the Dexcom. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I love that, you know, everyone's in there participating, you know, sharing their concerns, sharing tips. I mean, having that open space and like safe space to share is like what we all need to have, you know, yeah. that support as like another pillar in our management. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I love, you know, meeting new people and I always <clears throat> provide, you know, that, that, that outlet. So, you know, when people message on Instagram, I'm, I'm pretty uh, responsive. So, you know, if people have questions or whatever, I always love to, to say hi, answer questions, provide help if I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And I was going to ask you, I hope I'm saying her name right, but I know you work with Daria, right? Also. Yep. yep. So yeah. Daria, I do, um, we do meetups and, and lives, I would say monthly. Um, Daria and I actually have a live coming up on Tuesday at 3.30 my time. Okay. Uh, so, you know, so I'll post about that tomorrow. I'm actually, I don't know if you know Helen um, Cole. She is, she has another Facebook. She's from the UK. Oh, yes. I saw that you're going to be going live with her talking about like muscle, strength building, resistance, all that kind of stuff, like exercise. Yep, so we're going to talk awesome. strength, strength training tomorrow as well. Cool. Cool. And so these lives, are they live on Instagram or Facebook? These will both be Instagram live. Okay, cool. And then they're like posted on your page after. Yes. You are, you're way, way, way advanced in the technology and all the social media. Like this is (laughs) these two steps to connect the zoom with this. This is all listening. (laughs) I'm like, Lizzie, this is because of you. I have have to ask you a question. I know this is, I know that you're the, you're the, you're the host, but. I'm trying. I'm flipping this on you for a second. Please. So you have to tell me about the name of needles and spoons because I'm like I'm sure that I'm not the first person to ask that question. You are not. And Lissy, I hope that I say this correct. Okay, so the name actually comes from the spoon theory. If you've ever heard of it, it's like this theory of someone who had a chronic illness and they were trying to explain to their friend what it's like living with a chronic illness. And I think they were like sitting at a diner or a restaurant and she was like, hmm, how can I explain this? So she got a bunch of spoons off of all the different tables. And she pretty much said like, all these spoons represent like my energy throughout the day. And so she would talk about how like, okay, I wake up in the morning and like three of my spoons are already down because I'm tired. I had bad blood sugars or whatever it was. And then she kind of like says like, okay, now I've put down all these spoons and now I don't have any left, but I still have to function and do all the things that I need to do. Like, that's how my energy feels. So yeah. if you want to look up the spoon theory, um, it's, I probably butchered that. I hope I didn't, but it's oh, it pretty much just talking. <laughs> yeah. So that's where like the spoony spoon theory comes from. And then, you know, needles, we use needles all the time. Um, so that's where the I name comes from. And I think, I think it's a really good explanation too, because it is hard to explain to people like how our energy is every day. Um, and not just like physical energy, right? Like our mental headspace, like that's a lot too. And when you're thinking about something 24 seven, it's like, oh my gosh. And you know, you have a son, right? And that's a lot of energy too. Like you're constantly having to take care of him, make sure he's okay, feed him. You know, if he's crying, you're there like nurturing and supporting him all the time. And so we also have to do that with ourselves, right? If we don't do that self-care piece, it's like, oh man, things will go bad. We have to take care of ourselves. Um, do you have any other questions for me? But I also wanted to ask you um, if you have any advice. So in our group, um, yeah. and I'm sure in your group, maybe you've noticed, but a lot of our newer uh, members have like more recently been diagnosed, like in 2020. 
Um, and I think, you know, I was diagnosed as an adult. I was 23. More and more type 1 diabetics I'm meeting have also been diagnosed in like their early, like late 20s. Um, which of course, like for me, the doctors are like, oh, no, like there's no way, like take metformin. I'm like, what? <laughs> the doctors in this country said I'm a type one and now you're saying I'm not. So I know that's also something new. Um, I th- or I don't know. I just didn't know that older people or at the ages that I was at, it was possible. So if you have any advice or words of wisdom or anything you want to yeah. share, I know that's like a heavy, heavy question, oh, but okay. you keep it simple or as big as you'd like. So um, a very cliche thing that I like to, I really like to say, and it's something I really believe in is that, um, any chronic illness, but especially I think type one is, um, is a marathon, not a sprint. And so I think that's my approach. And that's the way that I like to, um, push other people to take that same approach is that this is something that we're going to have for the foreseeable future. Um, yes, there have been so much, so, so much advancement and, and so many breakthroughs and, possible ideas of cures down the road. But right now for the foreseeable future, this is what we're living with. And so this is a marathon. You're dealing with it every day and you have to pace yourself. And so with that being said, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. You know, mile 13 might be your best record, but mile 17 might be your worst. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you're still doing the best that you can. You're still waking up and you're taking that next step and you're, you know, this day you know, every day is a new day and every day is a new opportunity to, to do your best. Um, and I think along those lines as well, something that's really helped me. And, and again, you know, I attribute so much of this to the community, but something that's really helped me is to find the silver linings every single day. And so for me, a big, big, big silver lining was that when I was diagnosed, nutrition and health and eating habits had to change drastically. And that was a big plus for me because I would say that today I am the healthiest I've ever been in my life. And I attribute that 99.9% to diabetes because the things that I'm doing, you know, whether it's, whether it's fitness, nutrition, you know, other, you know, stress reducing techniques, those all are surrounded around my type one. And if I didn't have that, you know, if I didn't have that diagnosis, I wouldn't have I don't think I would have had as much motivation to do all those things as I do today. And so, you know, so taking it one day at a time and then finding those opportunities, finding those silver linings in, in your challenges and in your obstacles. Ooh, that was so powerful. I love that. And you're right. You're right. Just like with health in general, right? It's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. We're constantly working. And I loved all of that. I think too, with, um, you know, the health part that you mentioned, I mean, I, I, I agree. Like, I feel like I'm healthy and I take care of myself because of diabetes, which sounds so weird, but I mean, I, I thought I took care of myself before, but now it's just like another level of like care. Like there's so many parts that I'm caring for all the time and like checking in. Right. And it's so easy with like the hustle and bustle of life to push those things to the side sometimes, but diabetes, we can't really, it's always there. There's like alerts going off. Like you're feeling like crap. Like there's things always going to like, Hey, like check in with yourself. Like, Hey, take care of yourself. Like, you know, there's always these little reminders. So I think that's great, powerful advice for anyone at any stage of their journey. Cause you're right. Mile 13 is going to be different than mile 17 and that's okay. Um, 
And then it brought you here, right? It's like you meet all of these people. You have this great community. Um, I always say like signing up and with a health coach with Lissy for needles and spoons, like changed my whole life. (laughs) I mean, I'm like now a health coach because of that. I was so inspired. I was able to embrace my diabetes. There was just so much growth I had in such a short period of time. I don't think I almost feel like it was accelerated because of diabetes. Like all these things are probably things I would have gotten to, but maybe at a slower pace, who knows, but or maybe yeah. not. Never or maybe know. not. Yeah. So being grateful, seeing the silver lining is huge. Yay. Absolutely. I agree. Do you have any, do you have any other questions for us, Mark? No, I, um, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the chance to finally meet you face to face. I joined the group, so I'm excited to, I'm excited to see, uh, see some, some of the people and to read what happens. And I know that I have homework already to introduce myself. So I will, so I'll I'll get on that at some point this week. Um, But I think, you know, I think what you guys are doing is great. I think that you have a real solid foundation of, of outreach. And I think your message is fantastic. And I love that you do as much as you can to provide a really safe, comfortable, secure place for people to be vulnerable. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Excited to have you. This was awesome. I know it was so nice to finally like meet virtually. Um, But yeah, any questions you have for us, we'll see you in the group. Um, You guys can all find Mark in his Facebook group or his Instagram. I'll put that um, in a comment underneath this once it's uploaded. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Mark, thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, and we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.